right. All right. It was curling where I met him. Holy Christ, I can't forget him. He was throwing stones down sheet five with the rocks in the center. We knew we could do better. Meeting my curling man made me feel so alive. Here you go. Got it. Well, the countdown is officially on. And I'm hoping this is enough time relevancy. But we're going to the briar. That's going to be so loud. Yeah. Thanks, Nolan, for these wonderful gifts, I by know, the way. They're great, aren't they? Cowbells, 10 bucks at Target. They are a lot bigger than I expected. We could. We, this is the one situation where we could probably use less cowbell. No. No, no, you got to have the cowbell. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, what? Tuesday after Tuesday evening, where I'm leaving Thursday, you guys are leaving Friday, draw Friday. Friday night, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. I believe it's 6 p.m. Central on Friday is the only draw there. So got to be there in time for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was telling Nolan before you got here, too, um, that we're right on the sheet that uh, Team Canada is playing on first draw. So that'll Very be the nice. first game. Yeah, I know. That'll like, probably be a feature game, too, I imagine. I was kind of hoping so because I really wanted to tell people to like look for us out there. Who are they playing? That's a good question. Well, we'll have to look that up. I I think it might be New Brunswick. I want to say it was NB, but okay. Did I get the the Providence right there? (laughs) Yes. Um, I told my mom I was going to paint my chest. I I figured I'd just put an M on each side of my belly button, so it would say mom. It's hard to get paint to you know be visible through the shag carpet that I have for a front. She'll be so proud. Consider just shaving it on either side of your belly button. Could do that. Yeah. No, I don't know. It might be a little risk. I've been there in a few years. Um, What do we have for updates? We've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, this episode 16. Um, I know we're coming off a really good Prairie Grit night. You want to talk about that? I do. Actually, did you guys see that I made the front page of the Minot Daily? We did. Yes. Yes, I did. We did. Sorry. We did. I did. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, Clay saw enough for all of us. Um, So, yeah, we had Prairie Grit out here. That was our second uh, Prairie Grit night. Um, We did some in the past, like pre-COVID. It went great. You know, we tried to sort the kids up by skill level a little bit this time. Um, You know, that helped smooth things over uh, because last time I didn't know how many children were coming because I didn't ask for an RCP because I figured there wasn't one. So it was a little intimidating, uh, uh, had a little bit more knowledge going into this one. So went real smooth. Um, We had enough volunteers. Uh, They got pizza in for the kids again. Everybody was smiling. Everybody had a great time. Um, You know, what I really loved was that we actually got uh, four, you know, para athletes out there doing a wheelchair game i think they curled at least three ends like you know i I think they almost did a four end game yeah um and jacob was out there with them the whole time and those new wheelchair heads we got are awesome did you guys get a chance to use those so cool oh my god they're great so for those of you that don't know i just found out about these this year um there's a company online makes what they call like a gtx like uh you know stick delivery um but we got these ones from evan workin that are a similar design but they're made uh, from a local guy in fargo and you don't have to twist your wrist with the stick you just set it on either side and then you know when you push it the linkage allows it to put the curl on and you can adjust how much curl with a little nut on the end of it so they're fantastic and they really simplify the uh, the aiming process because you don't need to worry about that wrist twist and messing your rock up at the end just push straight every time yeah no, it, it, 
some of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, what else do we have about Prairie Grit? I don't know. I just, it well, was yeah. a lot of fun and, and people really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we can maybe find a third date in March. But uh, if we don't get the full Prairie Grit group down, we are definitely doing the men's and women's uh, sled hockey teams are coming Tuesday, March 12th for a, a curling outing it's like their social event while they're in town that's yep. confirmed now so that's 100 percent confirmed nice. yep and actually um crystal with prairie grit uh we were talking about it and she was like well is there anything i can do on our end to like help and i said if anything please rent us a handicap accessible bathroom that we can plop on the sidewalk outside because if we're going to have you know 32 like para-athletes out here you know we don't have handicap accessible bathrooms on the main level or really even upstairs too you know it's it's only thing we're missing in the parish of curling yes yes so they're gonna get one of those uh dropped outside i'm kind of hoping it's one of the swanky ones that you see at like the upscale outdoor weddings you know um but it'll maybe just be the old blue boy so if any of our 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 numerous donors are listening handicap accessible bathrooms might be on the request list for next year yeah yeah well (laughs) i think we have to oh you're talking the rentals again yeah well, for anything, yeah. anything. I mean, that's that is actually one of the club improvements. It would be really great to make make our upstairs more accessible, make our bathrooms more accessible. Any of the above. Yes. Well, we've been talking forever about trying to make the upstairs like you know handicap accessible, but I think a probably better place to start would be just making our downstairs you know at, at, either. at least friendly. You yes. Know? Either. Um, so, um, yeah, Prairie Grit went great, man. And then after Prairie Grit, what did we do? Well, it was a very busy weekend. You mentioned having work, and he stayed in town. So he was here Friday for the Prairie Grit event. Uh, We also had our outdoor open curl, which had transitioned from the back alley bond spiel to just the Citizens Alley Alley open curl, learn to curl uh, down at Citizens Alley, which was also great. We had actually a really good turnout, I would say. Um, Weather was... Too warm. Too warm. It was nice. It was really nice down there. It was a beautiful day. It did wreak some havoc on the ice later on in the afternoon. It got up to 50 that day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It was a little too much. uh, Big big thanks to Evan coming out, letting us use his rocks and stuff for that again. Um, It's a lot of new faces. That's that's the one thing I like about going down there is you see a couple people from the club. Most of the people Mm -hmm. from the club were just us that were there. Everybody else that showed up was brand new. Yep. Yep. A lot of smiles. Real good time. Well, and Clay, were you there when your youth curlers came? Two of the kids in your youth program brought their uh, dad and their mom out curling because mom hadn't been coming um, on the weekends and she really wanted to try it. Was so. it was it Jeremy and, and his wife, Crystal? Um, no, I don't remember if I caught their names. It was the, you know, the girl that always wears that Arrakis Dune sweatshirt. It was her and her brother. I think that's also in the program. I, um, I recognize her sweatshirt right away because I really, I'm a big Dune fan. Love the books. Um well, then, then there might have been a couple actually from the youth program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. That yep. could have been Simon. Okay. Yeah. No, it was not Simon. I know Simon. Simon. Okay. I know Simon. Yep. Yep. They were youth curlers, so I was. I think it was after you. Simon it was and after. Sh- and Chan- okay. Chantel is it is better. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it was great. I, yeah. I love it too when people bring the family out, especially for those outdoor ones. You know, it's hard for us to get kids into league, you know, but like coming out for an open house, like it's a good time for them to, you know, especially on those half sheets too, where you got a kid that's eight, nine years old, like they can have fun with the whole family. Yep. Yeah, as cliche was, as that is. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great event. So I had a, I had a blast down there. Um, and then you mentioned youth curling. You yes. get some updates on youth yep, curling yep. as well. We just wrapped up our youth curling season and 
to finalize it, we do have high school state being hosted in Minot here this coming weekend. Um, I'm not exactly sure when you're going to listen to this podcast, but during the Briar, uh, we actually are hosting high school state. We have two new teams from Minot competing. And we have a number from Fargo, Bismarck, Devil's Lake, Williston. It's an impressive turnout, isn't it? Like it is 15 a, yeah. teams or something? Yeah, yeah. they're going to, and it's all weekend. So they're going to have their work cut out for them here. Yeah. Getting everything scheduled. How, how would you sum up the, the youth curling season? Oh, it's great. I mean, it, are you going to do a Borat voice? Give me a Borat voice. A Borat voice? Yeah. yeah my voice is all over the place. I'm grand pretty much. No, 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 no. <laughs> Very nice. Great success. Great success. <laughs> my life. But yeah, actually, the the one of the main takeaways is it's um, it uh, it actually requires a lot more instructors than we than we really anticipated from the start. I mean, we were thinking of doing twenty four, um, along twenty four youth curlers, and we were start and we had our hands full with fourteen to sixteen. So that's mm-hmm. a big takeaway for next year is just being realistic about what we can handle, yep. and then dividing up the skill levels, same as you talked about with Prairie Grit. Dividing those skill levels up between the sheets, the sizes. Um, one of the best things that we invested in over the over the winter, though, are half hacks. The portable hacks are fantastic. They worked so well. Oh my god, those are great. Yeah, and I've been piggybacking off that for the Prairie Grit. I mean, those have have made those events fantastic. Plus, at the Prairie Grit, you guys innovated using cones as targets. Yep. Um, and we didn't do that the first time. And Britt and Sarah were out on sheet one, and they were like, "Well, let's not have these kids just shoot at nothing." Like they went and grabbed those colored cones, and yeah, that was a hit. So we went and did that on all the sheets after that. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So lots of good things. Um, Great like, things. Like yeah. you mentioned, high school, state coming up this this weekend. Uh, we have state seniors coming up the following weekend. Yep. Um, Prairie Grit with the hockey team. That's hockey teams the weekend down. after that. Yep. And then yep. we have St. Patty's Day off. Yeah. Um, I'm going up to Moose Jaw. Oh, no, 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 no. No, what do we have going on that weekend? Oh, I volunteered to help out at the sled hockey um games actually oh, okay. at the the mesa yep so that's going on not here but in yep. town and then we have one extra flood before the, the shirt sleeve yep. the Mondak. oh that's yep. right the Mondak. yep so that's happening and then then easter break and i'm easter. going up to Moose job for wheelchair nationals in canada and then we got the shirt sleeve yes which yep. what do you decide you guys are taking shirt sleeve for right. who's gonna win no no, 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 no. Clarify. What are you asking? Yeah. You're you're curling with the boys. Eh? I'm curling with the boys. Okay, I so I, I'll take my exit again. I'll tip my cap and head out. Hey, I uh, I get I have some buddies coming into town, and uh, they might need a skip. Um, most of them curled in high school with me, but and they came to a spiel a couple of years back too. Ooh, so, I'm yeah. gonna have to start throwing yeah. out contract offers here and see who wants me. Highest more. bidder. I got Ben Kramer on my back trying to get me to skip his team as well hey hey hey! you know I, I, at least i offered you the right position yeah you know? yeah you know, i ain't sweeping no <laughs> exactly. i'm too old for that yeah, I'm you're now. too old <laughs> uh, speaking uh, did, of us all getting old here um should we uh let's get our, our guest yeah. yes another phoner you know i gotta say before we i don't know if you've hit the call button or not yet but have not these have been great yeah I, yeah. I really love the phone interviews. It's it's expanded our podcast a whole lot more. I hope our viewers have enjoyed it as much as I have. Yep. Um, I, and I hope the content is... A plus. Great A beef. Yep. USDA prime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for our, our many viewers out there too, you know, if you uh, have a phone number and uh, interesting curling story, history, whatever... 
hit us up. You yeah. know, do it. Same thing to do it. All my friends back home that I know are probably listening to this, but are too scared to talk into a mic. You know who you are. Uh-huh. You're sure it's not just what you're going to say about him or the stories? Th- there's one really funny story about that guy that I would tell. Yeah. But he has to be here for it. Oh, okay. Is that the one that's like your cousin or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he knows. Now he knows we're talking about him. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is James with the uh, Roadrunner Curling Club yeah. in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Kirky. The Kirk. James. Hello? Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good. So, thanks for being patient with us, by the way. Um, yeah. We're, we're ready now. <laughs> okay. We uh, we have a bad habit of rambling in our updates. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you've listened to the pod before or not. I uh, listened to a couple, yes. Yeah, yes. we kind of we get off track very easily. Well, our, our content is going up with our, our fine interviewees, you know, so we're, <laughs> we're on the right trend. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for joining us today, though. Uh, how's things going down south? Oh, I don't think they're going too bad. Uh, we we actually have a Tuesday night league going on tonight. I'm not there. Uh, someone else has started running most of the stuff this season instead of me. Uh, but they have filled up the last, I think, three Tuesday nights. Uh, so we got a lot of new people that did our instructional leagues that joined this one. And they added um, a mini league on Sundays for some more people. to Because uh, uh, our season is kind of winding to a close here. I'll probably, uh, uh, I think we end in the beginning of April. Okay. Um, can we start off here? You know, could you take us through a little bit of how the, the Roadrunner Club, you know, sure. came to be um, and, and how you guys have, have gotten from there, you know, to, to where you are now? Um, okay. You know, and I, I, yeah, I know sure. you guys have a fun story, too, with your, your ice logistics as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, excited to hear about it. <laughs> well, okay, let's go. Um, I was interested in curling ever since I saw it in the 98 Olympics. Uh and I never lived where they had it until I was stationed in Ohio in uh, 2014 to 2017. Uh, uh, it started in Columbus, and then I curled mostly with the, the Troy uh, Curling Club, Curl Troy. Hey, 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 that's yeah, our buddies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't, yeah they, I don't know if they told you a little bit of the story there. Their fourth set of rocks I actually bought for them before I left. That was going to be about what I was going to donate anyway when I left. And when their president, uh, you know, heard that, you know, I was leaving, he asked if I wanted my money back. I told him, no, that's an investment. I expect to be able to call you anytime and get it, get advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, I don't know how much they're using that for set right now in your interview with them. It sounded like uh, maybe a little bit, uh, moved out here to Albuquerque, which, I actually did my undergrad here at the University of New Mexico, so it wasn't like I was brand new to Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Uh, the rink here, uh, they did not have uh, these tunnels that we curl on when I was here. Uh, they expanded a year after I left. And when they expanded, they put two hockey rinks in, so they have two hockey rinks uh, connected by two tunnels. The... Outside distance is the exact um, dimensions for a speed skating oval. The previous owner was trying to attract speed skaters here. <laughs> and when you put the boards down, backline to backline is the perfect dimension 
exact dimensions for backline to backline for curling sheets. Uh, the previous owner, he passed away a couple of years ago, but I, I met him when I was trying to get this started. And he told me there had been a curling club here back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have yet to meet anyone that was part of it. Uh, but we found a lot of their equipment and just in odd places at the rink. Uh, so, yeah, we know there was a curling club at some point, uh, but then don't know what happened to them. Uh, if it was during the expansion, they went dormant and just never came back or if something fell apart before that. So in 20, fall of 2017, I was trying to, uh, you know, get started. I asked around just for sets of rocks to, you know, borrow, lease, figure it out. Um, uh, it actually wasn't until I went to the instructor course in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Hey, those are good guys out there. Yep. Yeah, they are. Um, I talked to some people up there that told me, they told me I needed to get a hold of George in North Dakota. Uh, George, uh, I think it's Phillips. Yep. That's yep. His name. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, George drove down the, our first set of rocks with our hacks and brooms from North Dakota all the way down to Albuquerque because he was driving to coyotes at the same time. Okay. So that's how we got our first set of rocks. We got started in the fall of 2017. Uh, never really had that much interest. We'd get, you know, a handful of uh, friends come do it once a week uh, or do one week and then never hear from them uh, until the Olympics. Once the Olympics started, and got interest started picking up. Uh, I want to say it was probably about two to three weeks before the Olympics, we started filling up our learn to curls. And then, of course, after um, the gold medal game, now everyone thinks they can do it. So we started getting a lot of people uh, coming in and uh, started getting enough to actually play games. Because uh, I actually started, when, when I started, I asked people if they wanted to just keep learning and everything almost everyone said, no, we just want to play games. And so uh, got started where I would say, what was it? Four of us had ever played a game of curling before we started our first league. And so we had four teams. All of them had one person that even knew the rules. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. And I would say since then, uh, I don't have the exact numbers because the first few seasons are it was basically when can we get enough people to um, play games and so we had very erratic schedules but the rink was open year round and so we could just you know put games whenever we could uh, the most we've ever had any league here has been five teams uh, I think 20 people but we also, because of the unique setup, uh, we don't fight. We uh, I shouldn't say we don't fight hockey for the ice because kids also play hockey on the same ice. Uh, but we can play at the same time that we have rec hockey going on on, on the hockey rinks, which makes it a little interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've ever played a game where you had a puck fly right into your back, but I've had that sweeping. <laughs> I can't say I ever have. Um, you mentioned you have a unique setup. Can you can you describe kind of what your rink setup is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to do it without the picture is a little hard, but I, yeah, I'm going to 
So there's a north and south hockey rink. The then they're connected by the two curling sheets, which has have boards that go up and down on the north and uh, south ends of each of those. <laughs> See, for public skates, they open them all the boards up. You can skate all around. Uh, all of this is uh, there are two chillers for each, one for each rink, but the the sheet of ice is continuous. You don't um, cut and come off the hockey rink and step onto. Uh, the, the curling sheet. Uh, I mean, you have to when the boards are down, but the boards are up. You just skate from one to the other. Um, when the boards come down, also the back line to that board, there's less than two feet. So we usually take a rock, put it behind the back line, then set the hacks. So we don't have the same uh, six feet behind the back line that even a arena curling on hockey ice has. So we also have to make do and we have a house rule where if you slide past the hog line, we basically say, just be generous. Right. Give yourself that little uh, buffer space. Yeah. Which most people are okay with every once in a while. You get someone who hasn't played here that moves from somewhere else and asks us about it. And, uh, and we have to explain our, our house rule. And it's not that most people, are letting go before that hog line anyway, because our ice is notoriously slow. I, mean, I don't know if you've ever hogged a three second rock. Uh, <laughs> In our outdoor event, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now outdoor, yeah. Well, I've done it outdoors. Yeah. But. So you, uh, I, I looked up a couple of pictures online of your club okay. here and you, you mentioned you're not um, fighting skaters per se. Um, are you fighting Zamboni traffic by chance looking at that setup? Um, during games, no, of course not. But uh, we, the way we do it is, we make sure we only schedule after they're zamming everything. Uh, and also, saying we're not fighting skaters, there's always, uh, I would say, about once a month they don't get the boards down in time, and we have adult rec hockey going on at the same time usually. And every once in a while, a puck comes, and the skaters want to skate on the sides of the sheets, saying, "Well, you're not using it." We have to explain to them that we are using the entire sheet. It's like, please don't skate on it. Uh, and I've also had youth hockey in the mornings once again in, uh, on them uh, and warm up before we're done with our games when we had Saturday mornings, uh, which we don't have Saturday mornings right now, but we have done that in the past. Uh, is, that, is that what you're talking about, like having exams go through at the same time? Yes, yeah, exactly. I was, it wasn't exact. Uh, completely clear from the pictures if the Zambonis were using the curling sheets as a means to get back and forth between the sheets. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they open the boards and they we make sure they zam before we get on the ice. Okay, sure thing. Now, the other challenge with that is if you look at a lot of um, arena setups, and oh, name's escaping me right now, but he's a big guy for arena curling, who to ask in, um, in the U.S. And I know I've met him a couple of times, uh, Kevin. Um, I showed him what we had is basically a lot of the stuff he recommends is doing like cross cuts and figure, or figure eights and these different patterns. Well, the Zam can't maneuver in that tunnel. No. So we get basically two patterns. Either they start on the walls they come in, or they start on the inside and go out. Those are the only two patterns they do. So there is always a big buildup there. Um, but I, 
it has definitely improved. Uh, a couple of general managers have worked to make sure they vary the patterns a bit. Uh, I think I, last I played there was a couple Sundays ago, and we could use the forefoot in. Everything was actually curling to the button. Oh, sure. Uh, or staying like straight along the lines. You got outside those lines, you got you had the falls because the, the Zam ridges. But hey, that's if you can use that center, that's fine. Yeah, it's not the yeah, worst thing. No so, so do you end up with a, a heavy pebble after the Zamboni goes through? Are you using a heavy pebble? And then do you have your own nipper or? Uh, we don't have a nipper only because we really don't have storage space for that. Sure thing. Uh, to, well, to keep it cool at least. Uh, we have just that little hand scraper, like two foot scraper, that if we get a lot of bunts, we'll use that to scrape down. But yeah, we wait for the ice to freeze, then then we come on and pebble. And uh, yeah, we try to uh, uh, try to pebble that as much as we can to try, basically try to keep much. If we get a good spot, we want to keep uh, the, the curl going as much as we can through the game. Right. No. Sounds like it sounds like a super unique setup. Um, have you guys always been in this tunnel, or was there a time where you were on the on the actual skating? No, we, no, we've never been on the on the hockey ice on okay. the hockey rinks. Uh, we've always been on the tunnels. Uh, I asked. Uh, this is now the third general manager I've asked about setting up in the summer for a spiel that that would even be feasible. Uh, most of the time, I just get. The uh, response that it, it probably wouldn't be cost effective for us to rent because they would probably charge us the entire 24 hours. And then uh, the, this last general manager said he was going to try to come up with a price for us. And I don't know that. Well, I took myself off our own board uh, this season because I needed someone else to try to do some more. And I needed a break after six seasons of doing most of the work. Yep. Well, yeah, I shouldn't say most of, most of the behind-the-scenes work. Oh, we feel like uh, there. We got a lot more gray hairs sitting around this table than we did when even I started on the board. Yeah. I'm uh, curious, yeah, so I don't know if he, what, 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 oh. what kind of price is it to rent a, a hockey rink down there? You know, do you have – you said he was getting you a price. Do you have a ballpark on that? Yeah, no, I know exactly what it is if I wanted to rent it for an hour. It's $300 an hour for each of the hockey rinks. And it's one hundred fifty dollars an hour for one sheet of curling. Uh, we did get a, a discount uh, from them for our leagues, uh, but if you were to call the rink right now and say, yeah, "I want one sheet of curling just to practice," uh, one hundred fifty dollars an hour. Hmm. That's uh, mm. yeah. That's yeah. It's a bit of an ouch. Yeah, I think yeah. we're one of the most expensive <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Are are ice times just that full down there, or what's the? Is there a certain reason for that? Like, so, just, well, the, the three hundred. That's just what the the price is for the hockey, and they do fill those up. Okay. And I, I really think what they did is they just looked at that. Said a curling sheet is half a sheet of ice, which it's not. It's a quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried to explain that to them, but. They do fill up even those curling sheets with uh, youth hockey and uh, hockey lessons and sometimes figure skating lessons, though figure skaters usually need a lot more. So it's usually like very beginner figure skaters there. And those, uh, well, they don't like to call them tunnels. They like to call them curling and training sheets. 
Okay. There. Yeah, yeah, that, that they got rebranded uh, when the new ownership <laughs> took over. So I'm trying to remember to call them that. Sure. Be respectful of them. Uh, the new ownership actually is uh, really, it's been really great. They've worked with us as much as they can. Uh, but yeah, $150 an hour. It, you can only split it eight ways to play a proper game, whereas hockey, you can bring in, you know, 20 kids and split it. Yep. Yep. No, we're, we're saying ouch on the hockey. I, I've never tried to rent uh, a, a sheet, a whole sheet for an hour here oh, really? to know what that is. Oh, yeah, but three hundred dollars isn't really that much more than I've seen elsewhere. Um, I know a handful of other places I've I've looked around the country. Two fifty seems to be uh, the going rate. Yeah, it's straight up demand. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're going to fill it otherwise. Well, I was thinking back to your, you know, they were going to charge you. You want to do a bond spiel, so you need it the whole day, and they're going to charge you for 24 hours. And I pulled my phone out and did the math on yeah. that, and that three dollar rate that's seven thousand dollars, you know. Um, yeah. And I think about like our three day spiels that we charge two forty for run concessions, you know, like making yeah. eight grand's a great spiel for us after expenses, you know. I, it, we'd we'd be losing money if we tried oh, to do yeah, that, we, yeah. you know, um, at two at the two hundred forty dollar entry, you know, and that's thirty yeah. teams. Well, you're, and, you're saying two forty, and most of the spiels I've been to have been between four and five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all across the we're on a light end here for. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, are those yeah. cash spiels too that you're going to? That's the other one. Like no. if it's cash, oh, just social spiels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I just returned from Mile High Open in Denver uh, this weekend. That was a five hundred dollar entry fee. Jeez. That was just a fun spiel, yeah. That's what most of them are out here. God, are we getting to be uh, like country out club prices? You know, curling? I, I, yeah. yeah. It's going up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We had to raise our rates, too. Yeah, yeah I think the 20 bucks. I think the, yeah. We raised it 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think the cheapest spiel I've been to since I started curling was Windy City. I think it was 300 one year. Wow, you got to come up to the shirts. Is that then. is the Windy City one? That's the one, in the basement of the strip mall, right? I think that's where Zach was. Oh, that, yeah, that's a yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, so we got the club run and everything like that. Uh, tell tell us a little bit more about your league structure. Um, are you guys GNCC? Oh, sure. Are you USCA members or, or how do you? No, we are no longer stuff? USA curling member. Uh, we were a USA curling member for one year. Uh, we did not see value in it. Uh, we really had a hard time with the people that were um, trying to get us in. Uh, we had a hard time with the staff that was there. Uh, I'm going to throw this out right now. Um, a lot of people talked about like the non-curlers that were on the staff and board at the time. I never had a problem with them. I had a problem with longtime curlers that were there. Uh, and I'll throw out one name right now that I didn't have a problem with, who probably helped us the most. Uh, her name was Kim Nawin, and she always was trying to encourage us to join. She gave us um, great information, uh, never pressed, uh, and and even when we were work members, she helped us out a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll, I'll even say this for, for Dean. I uh, think Dean Gimmel is doing a, a great job. I don't. I didn't really have any issues with him individually uh it just we didn't see value after that one year uh we looked at what was offered and 
we failed. Well, I, I know we've had, you know, we've talked with this, I think, a, a year or two back, right? Um, you know, we, we struggled with the same thing, right? Like, what are you getting back? And, and they have made improvements, you know, one of them changing the membership structure for us now. Like, we're still with USCA, right? Um, you know, I know one of the big complaints was about, you know, clubs like yours, you know, smaller ones that are getting off the ground and arena clubs, you know, and they weren't tripping over themselves to offer things like rock rental programs and, and that kind of stuff yeah. and, and facilitating, you know, like, like helping you guys thrive. Cause it's, it's tight, you know, um, like you're saying yeah. about the ice rental fees and, you know, trying to make it attractive to new curlers. Um, you know, you're with GNCC though now, correct? You yeah, with GNCC. Insurance um, them. Did, yeah. Our rink actually the year we joined USA Curling, it was the first year when we resigned our rental agreement with them. They required every activity um, that was running any kind of league to have a parent organization. So we were kind of forced into USA Curling. Yep. Uh, we were already looking at it anyway, but we were kind of forced to do that. And we actually had to talk with the management at the rink about whether or not we would be allowed to leave because then we wouldn't have a parent organization. But the, the schism with GNCC and USA Curling allowed us to actually reach out to GNCC and get and sit down with our rink and ask if that was um, if that was good enough for them. And basically, the rink said, as long as we have an overarching insurance program and someone they can reach out above us, basically, say, are you helping that? I mean, I guess helping or is probably not the right word. I'm trying to think what it's, um, but basically, do you have a boss for your program? Yeah, I think the insurance is such a big one. Who else were we talking to that had an arena club? And we asked about insurance, like if they were required to have it as they were at an arena. Because I figured that an arena would carry that and you might be under it already. But you is have it, to have your own insurance, huh? right? We, we are required to have okay. separate insurance. Uh, okay. Even all of our adult rock, uh, rec hockey is all required to be a part of USA Hockey. Uh, the figure skating is all uh, required to be, um, I think it's US Figure Skating Association. I, I don't know what they are. And the only thing I see there that doesn't require it is Dream Ball because they don't do leagues. They just rent that out to people on a sheet for like private events. Okay. That's in my broomball experience. That's one you really want the insurance yeah, for. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched a kid lose dangerous. his front teeth doing oh, that. Man. Yeah, that is dangerous. <laughs> oh, when I was in Dayton, uh, I played broomball there. They had all the oversized grippers and helmets, and you're required to wear those. And he came, <laughs> here, no, he rents sheep. Here's here's the equipment. Go have fun. Yeah, it's no instruction whatsoever. You're talking it's not tennis shoes and blue jeans and yeah. I, I saw a guy come out there in his um, in his military issued boots playing. Oh. Oof. Can't imagine those have a whole lot of grip on the ice. If I had a nickel for every time somebody showed up to a learn to curl in cowboy boots, right. I would be able to buy some <laughs> curling shoes to just borrow yeah. to those poor fools. Especially start Spranglers as well that are yes. going to make it home in one piece. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, did, funny you mention cowboy boots. One pair of jeans, this past weekend in Denver, there was someone curling in cowboy boots the entire spiel. <laughs> By choice. But he had, like, he, he specifically had curling cowboy boots. He came off the ice and changed I, his boot. 
to a different pair of boots. I've been wanting to do that. Wait, like, Somebody were beat they, me to were they converted to actual curvy no, shoes? No, the slider? Not, oh, no, he just had like no, rubber no. bottom ones. Okay, because uh, no clue with it. We got we yeah. we're we're good buddies with uh, Work and Curling Supplies out of Fargo, and he does the same thing that like Craig's shoes does. Now he makes custom curling shoes, right? And uh, you know, we we were all on the fence about I want a pair of curling Croc shoes. Um, I, I guess Clay now I, I wants the curling, curling cowboy. Boots, yeah. The curling cowboy boots are kind of dope. Too. I did wear cowboy boots to our outdoor learn to curl. It was uh, slightly less than ideal. Yeah, you got to get like a nice ostrich leather or something supple. You know, <laughs> Ost- yes, ostrich leather boots. Six hundred dollar yes, cowboy curling yeah, exactly boots. Exactly what I was. Two hundred dollar conversion <laughs> cost more than my first car. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Yay! No, thank you. Uh, uh, what were we actually talking about? Well, yeah, well, well you're talking about leagues. Uh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll give you the, the rundown of. Uh, we have had essentially four different uh, setups. Why well, I say four? One of them, one day is always reserved for our instruction. We can only get one one tunnel on Thursdays uh, because we have sled hockey he has to get on the ice on the other tunnel. Um, but yeah, we actually have a great sled hockey program here too. Those guys gone to tournaments and won some prizes uh, but on our Thursdays it's either learn to curl or instructional league uh, our, our instructional league uh, this year uh, we had 30 I think we've run four and we've had 30 people um, uh, do that our learn to curls we run nine we've had over 100 then we used to do a Saturday morning it was limited to eight people we called it the brunch league we Try to do it at 10 in the morning. It was four weeks, uh, six in games, and you just came and we drew for teams every week. That's cool. And, um, our Tuesdays is our new, no standings league. That's our most popular right now. Uh, like I said, we've filled the last three. We This season, we only plan to do four. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not on the board this year, so I don't know if they're going to try to do another one at the end of the season because of the popularity um, but we just do six in games uh well yeah another thing with this we always get decent but like all of our games on on the week nights start at seven we actually get pretty decent times and that's because of the setup because we're not competing with hockey at the time the six-week league uh, they run a little uh, different this season than the past seasons it's always been we assign you a team you play six weeks, you play each team three times, or sorry, twice, each team, tw- the other three teams twice. And then at the end of the six weeks, we throw all the names in again and assign different teams. Uh, this season, it sounds like some of the leagues they've drawn what they've got there, some of the leagues they've assigned teams. Um, again, everyone seems to be happy with what, what the new uh, group has done. Yeah. And on Sundays, we've run our eight game uh, standings league where if you win that we give you a trophy uh, and again that's at seven o'clock on Sundays and the, the longest though that has run that we've had it uh, run is 10 weeks um, if we got a fifth team it run 10 weeks and your uh, it's based on your standings at the end of those 10 weeks who wins the trophy unless we have a tie then we have a playoff game I cannot believe how many people really wanted these little $10 plastic trophies I found. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, it's something. Yeah, it is. It is. We call them like fabulous prizes here. And, you know, we'll give out like a pint glass or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. a leftover well, so, metal. Um, you know. the, in 2022, uh, one lady that was in our club, uh, she, uh, yeah, she just got busy, couldn't come back, but she did uh, glass etching. And so she made about two dozen shot glasses with our logo on it. And so we gave them away. Uh, we ran a beginner round robin for everyone that started during the Olympic year. It was exclusively for them. And at the end of the game, uh, we'd call out the shot of the game, you know, and give away the shot glass to anyone that. That's uh, fun. That's that a great idea. Um, yeah, uh, and I had someone ask me this season about. It. I was like, well, we gave them all away. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I could ask her again, but I was like, well. I don't really want to keep doing that just for these normal leagues, but maybe we should. I like the idea of the shot glasses. That's yeah, that's really fun. Shot of the game and then the shot. It's it's yeah. yeah I like puns. Hate, hate to steal your idea, but we might have to do something like that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey I, I do not own this property, intellectual property. Feel free to But you will take royalties on it, all right? Um, yeah, sure. One thing, I, want, yeah. one thing I wanted to ask. Uh, and the only reason this comes to my mind is because you're the first club like where the weather is nice year round. So you guys get a lot of people traveling south. And I don't know if Albuquerque gets a lot of people traveling south for the winter or not. But have you ever seen a lot of like, a, like a, a snowbird league or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't get nearly as many as Phoenix does. Yeah. And, oh, okay. I think. That, remember, we're up also up in the mountains. Right. So the summers are, I, I think they're mild. I mean, we'll get. Uh, probably 10 to 20 days over 100 every summer here. Uh, when we did the Saturday morning leagues, those were fine in the summer because the mountain blocks the sun in the morning. coming, So it's still nice and cool. You can actually sink the hacks. But we do get to a point where if the sun's beating down, even on just the rink, we have a hard time setting the hacks. So that's why we try to uh, stop usually before Memorial Day. Yeah, that's what we ran into this weekend with an outdoor event we had. Was uh, it's February North Dakota? We hit fifty degrees. If the sun hits the ice, those hacks aren't staying in. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. They kept kicking out on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, you talked to the Troy guys. Uh, when I curled in their outdoor league, it was always it was never a problem. It was cold. Yep. You know, minus ten degrees is fine. Go out there. If it got above about forty, then you'd have the really issues of. Uh, not only setting hacks, but it's too slippery. You know, guys falling down, hurting themselves. Well, they had, they said they had the moisture that would come from because they're in a covered area, right? It's, yeah, it's the, open open oh, air, I mean, but covered. Yeah. Yep, yep. So they'd have the uh, the oh, it, basically precipitation and, yeah, coming snow down. Would blow in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we've was... we've had that on occasions that are well before they replace most of the roof. Uh, we get moguls. Uh, in certain areas of the sheet because it was dripping. New ownership's taking care of a lot of that. Yeah. But every once in a while, we'll still get that. We actually get dripping at ours, too. We have tongue and groove for our ceiling in our old, old, old building. And uh, when the heat's been on and the humidity's just right, it precipitates from the joints in the tongue and groove. So yeah. it picks up this nice yellow color from the wood. And then you get these little piles. I've, I've seen them as an inch tall, you know, at the end of a game. Yeah, we yeah. usually don't have much humidity here, so that. It's not. It's not a problem very often. I, I'd say the entire time since I've been there, maybe two or three times. Yeah. All right. So I, I got one last question about the club, and then we can get into into your curling career. But sure. 
the it's the Roadrunner Curling Club, right? That's correct. What made you pick Roadrunner? Because from what I've learned, and this is just recently, I didn't know this until oh, a couple months ago. A Roadrunner is quite a violent bird. Oh God, yeah, they're cannibals. I learned something new. I didn't know that. But did you? But did you look up what the state bird of New Mexico is? Is it a roadrunner? Yes, it is. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Uh, my my sister lives in in Arizona, and she sent me a text one day, and all it said was, "I witnessed a murder." Oh yeah, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Context, context. Yeah, yes. you got you got to give me a little more to work with. And then she proceeds to call me and tell me the story about a roadrunner beating another bird off of like a like a Denver barrier before an alien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just I had to ask about that. Now I kind of feel bad for the coyote. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like it might have been vice versa. Yeah, yeah. They Sorry, can fly, that. but most. Oh, I was gonna say they can fly, but most choose not to. Well, <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're that the honey badger of the bird yeah, world. That's yeah. that's what yeah. it seems like. Yeah, I was gonna say when you when you're that just like strongly willed about how you live your life. <laughs> why fly? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, that's uh, awesome. I didn't know that was the state bird in New Mexico. So it is the state bird. Yes, I've had a few ask me if we named it because um, Tempe is coyotes. Like, nope. Uh, when we founded it, I wanted to just call it Albuquerque Curling Club, and the other founders were like, "No, that's not good." It's like we got to make it uh, more New Mexico specific. And I was like, "Well, what's more specific than Albuquerque?" They're like, "Oh, we just call it Rotor." And it came up with a good logo too. But. <laughs> Well, we have a duck. So. Rock. Yeah, we got a duck. It's good to have avian-themed curling clubs. Yeah. yeah, those are the best ones I've heard. I don't know. What, what's the state bird in North Dakota? A western meadowlark. Oh, the meadowlark. That's right. Yeah. So, so you, got, you got a nice, like, strong bird. Saskatchewan's the prairie chicken, so we, we just got to... My home state's the loon. The that loon. one's nice. Yeah. I like the loon. Yeah. Most, most of America's a cardinal. So. Yeah. Sure you're not. <laughs> most of America. Right. Um, so, James, uh, if we're going to get into your story, uh, uh, it's pop quiz time for me. You were watching the 98 Olympics. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So so you, you did that. You liked curling. And then you were stationed up there in Ohio. And you started curling with our, our buddies out at the Troy Club. Um, you know, how did you really decide that, uh, you know, curling was your thing, right? Uh, you seem like a go-getter, right? Uh, uh, yeah. It's curling it, club by yourself. but uh. Yeah. You know, well, I'd always wanted to try curling. But like I said, it's on 98. Then I moved to Albuquerque after that. Uh, never saw the club here. Uh, I think they were already gone. Um, so of course, every Olympics you look at it and you're like, oh, let me find something close to me. So, yeah, 02 was in Albuquerque. 06 I was in Georgia. 10 I was in Afghanistan. Uh, 14 I was down in Texas, which I guess Lone Star was going at the time, but I didn't see them. And I also knew I was getting getting stationed in Ohio the next year already. And so I'd already looked up the clubs in Ohio. Uh, I saw Cincinnati and Columbus and Troy. And said, oh, when I move there, I'll figure out how to join. And probably in the fall of 14, I could have found something. uh, But I kept reading everything that said, you must do learn to curl before you join anything. And there were no learn to curl scheduled in the fall of 14. So it took until spring of 15. Uh, I actually went up to Columbus. They had some Saturday night there. Did that. 
And Troy did something. Uh, I don't know if they told you about the Centerville rink. Uh, uh, was called South Metro Centerville, Ohio, which uh, our fall here when we started was probably a good 12 feet. Centerville, Ohio's, I want to say it was around 20. You had to aim at two sheets over to get it to come to your your uh, your house. But it, oh, that, that was the there. curl on it? 20 feet oh, over? The fall. So it, like you had to curl against it. So it just track backwards almost. Yes. Oh, wow. exactly. Holy, I've thrown negative ice before, but not that much. No. I, I want to say it was that much. And now I never played games there. They just did a summer program where you could get some lessons from a few of them. I did that for, I think it was four or five weeks. Then I think going back, uh, get started up again in the, uh, I guess it would be fall of 2015. And uh, yeah, Troy, uh, I think it was the last time they actually played in Troy. That was the first league I played in uh, at the Hobart Arena up there. And then, you know, in Ohio, played, uh, you know, until I, you know, grad, yeah, I was at uh, the Air Force Institute of, Cat, uh, of Technology for grad school. So I played until I graduated and, and then back out here to Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, when I was there, we ran, uh, well, I shouldn't say we, I wasn't on the planning staff for this, uh, but Colonel Troy uh, ran a bond spiel. Uh, I played in that bond spiel and wound up in the B event final. Yeah, we lost our first game and won out until we got to the B event final. So I said, oh, yeah, this is definitely I'm good at this. Yeah, not really, just played. <laughs> so you played went? Some, uh, oh, go ahead. Played some comparable teams is what I'd say, because I don't remember us winning by much. I know the first game we lost 11-1, and after that, I think we won our games by like one or two points every game. But sometimes that's a trick, though. I mean, usually the B has better prizes, so that's what I shoot for anyways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're, we're always going for B. <laughs> plan from the start. <laughs> yeah, then I played, uh, I know I played in a spiel on Bowling Green when Bowling Green got their dedicated ice. It kind of started um, tradition that a couple of us do here. I mean, we have to travel anyway for Bonspiel, so we try to go to all everywhere that gets new new ice. We try to go to those. And we went to the the Bay Area when they had their inaugural Bonspiel uh, two years ago. That one actually wound up in the A event final. Uh, kind of the same thing. It's like, well, we're winning close games, so I guess we're not too bad. And we couldn't hit a shot in the, in the final, but like that was just. Horrible, <laughs> but that's how it goes sometimes. Sure, sure. I've probably played. Uh, I know I counted one time. I think I played in like twenty or so clubs. Uh, my girlfriend here, one season, she went to eleven bond spiels. She just traveled everywhere. Some of them without me. Uh, well, uh, well, I was um, I was still active duty at the time, so I couldn't take as much time off. <laughs> So when you are going to uh, the various bond spiels across the country, then, I mean, you, you've listed off a number of them that you've gone to. I'm, we might have a couple of questions on this, but do you have a, a dedicated team that you're always going with yourself? Or do you pick up? Uh, no, no, we've got about three of us um, that go to a lot together. But dedicated team, you know. Um, I, my girlfriend and I try to get to a lot uh, together. Uh, she's gone to... She, I think she's gone to more without me than I've gone to without her. 
Oh, <laughs> sure thing. So you, um, out of those various bond spiels, I mean, do you have any, I mean, you've gone to more than we have, I, I believe here, maybe not Nolan, but do you have any favorites uh, like uh, of the, of the various hosts of these bond spiels? I mean, yeah. any really stick yeah, out? Have, uh, yeah, I think they all have, uh, uh, I don't think I've been to, well, I can't say that. I'm not going to mention the club. I've been to one bond spiel that I thought was poorly run. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm not going to mention the club. I'm not, not going to mention that. What state was it in? You're better man than us. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was out west. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. And it was, and it was not Denver or Coyotes. So uh, we'll do some research. Yeah, I was say, it's got to be a small list. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's a very small list. I, I basically <laughs> uh, the Bay Area when they put on their first one. I remember telling them uh, I thought it was really. Well run. Uh, we did pool play, so we always knew when we were playing. Uh, we and so it gave us enough time to go out and see some other stuff. And one of the organizers, she just looked at me as soon as I said, it, I was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you." I was like, "Oh well, yeah, I have no clue what it looks like behind the scenes for you, but I know when I stepped in to the club, I knew we knew where we needed to be. They gave us all the information of uh, uh, how everything would proceed. Uh, it, it was I thought it was really well run." Uh, we just did a big spiel uh, in Minnesota last month. I, I thought the same thing. I don't know what it was like for the organizers, but for us, uh, coming in from out of town, new, this, I mean, and that one was more traditional bracket schedule. Uh, we never had an issue knowing where to be and when and uh, you know, what each facility had or you know who to talk to about what. Did you get uh, to play it? A couple of different clubs when you're at the Big Spiel, you wrote. Oh, we played in four. Four. Yeah, we played in four. Four of the five. Very nice. Yeah, I, but I will say, Frogtown, as much as everyone sit and complains about it being cold, I thought it was very good ice. I, I thought them and Chaska, ice wise, were probably best. Um, nothing against uh, Dakota or uh, St. Paul, which are the only two we played at, and. Uh, and I played at Four Seasons several times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I didn't get to this time. But I'll be, we'll be back there in May for a Lupus Spiel, so we'll play there again. Oh, I you're in that Lupus that. Spiel. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. It's on my next couple year list to hit either Lupus or the I, uh, I Duluth one. one. What, what it's is, a, it's yeah, a, well, it's we're a, going to House of Hearts this year too. So, oh, you're going to House of Hearts? Oh man! So you get to curl the professional curler. You, it's a fundraiser yeah. for a charity clay. So like you sign up and like they get they know like the list of like who are the professional curlers that are coming. Yeah. So like you might get to play with like you know Schuster or somebody on the on your yeah. team. You know they'll be skipping for you. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yep. Well, well, also Hart said you could choose your skip and your position. So I, I always wondered, could you make them choose your skip and then tell them I want to skip? <laughs> I would. Nolan makes Schuster throw lead. I can oh, already see. Well, that's what I was gonna say. My luck. My luck. I'd sign up for a spiel like that. And I'd end up curling with Jennifer Jones. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew uh, it was coming. Oh, yeah. She's retired now. Just no, let it go. Let it go. That's what it yeah, a couple of years. Like we we've done the lupus field three times now. Um, we had to miss one year. Uh, we were signed up. We were supposed to play with Terry Galusha that year, and and we got sick and couldn't couldn't go. And I was like, oh, that that was actually going to be that highlight for us. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people raise a lot of money to play with Kevin Martin, but I was like, yeah, I know I'm not raising that kind of money. So, yeah. and. 
Maybe we could do that in our own club here and just see what kind of money people would pay to play with us. Do you think we'd get anything? <laughs> uh, we'd probably lose money. I think we yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're uh, I'll, I'll I'll say hats off. You know, you're you're definitely a, a more seasoned bond spieler than uh, I think all three oh. of us put together. <laughs> so yeah, it's really if, cool to yeah, hear about we, it though. Yeah, if we wanna the play uh, basically if we wanna play anything other than ice that gives you two shots every week, yeah, you gotta go bond spiel. Yeah. And so um, I'd say most years I get to five or six. Uh, and actually this year, uh, I'll have to ask. Uh, I'll have to ask her what she, what she wants to do because I know she said she wanted to go to Minnesota for one that's the same weekend as uh, Coyotes Hotter in Hell. So we're going to have to make a decision at some point. Which um, when's, when's that one take place? July. Okay. Um, Minnesota does have their – I went to the Chaska one in the summer and they sometimes – Oh yeah, I was just there this summer. That's a lot of fun. Um, James, I got to ask you since since you've you've done the circuit here. You know how many of these bond spiels that you're going to? Um, you know, it sounds like you're you're doing more like the social spiels than big cash spiels. Oh, yeah. um, but like, how many of them are providing like entertainment and stuff? Because that's one thing we hang our hat um, on with our end of year spiel is like you get meals with it. We get bands, and yeah. you know, it's a it's a party. Honestly, right? It's not. It's not as many entertainment the meals obviously are uh, well i should say obviously i think i've been to one or two that where they didn't uh provide food but uh, i'd say 90 plus percent always have food available uh denver usually has something going on the either a friday or saturday night i can't remember which one they usually do uh, like a little band or something yeah uh, i know we've had coyotes usually does as well uh, the other ones I've been to, I maybe they did and I just didn't stay, but I can't remember any of the other clubs like having it specifically listed as entertainment. And of course, I uh, got I'll throw the thing out about Pittsburgh, great club, but we were there when the power went out, and so we didn't get to play it in the spiel, but we still played games when the power came back on. And so they may have had something planned, and they just couldn't do it because of the power is. Uh, outage sure thing how how uh i think denver might be one of the bigger ones i know the big spiel is obviously large but how how many teams in that denver one uh 32 32 okay yeah. 32 in this one there's summer spiel we've been to a couple of times and it's i think they limited it to 32 but i don't i don't think they sold out the last two summers uh, when we've gone, it's usually been around like 24 28 something like that sure thing so one of the I, i'm assuming the largest one the big spiel and 128. 128. Is that the largest one you've been to? Yeah, it is. Okay. I don't think there's a larger I'm, one. I'd say the smallest one has been 16. Okay. Uh, Circle City just opened. Uh, they're dedicated uh, uh, this year. I don't. Veter- this, this past Veterans Day, I don't know if that was their inaugural spiel, uh, but it was Veterans Day weekend. Uh, they had 16 teams. Uh, and I, of course, I sign up for it, then I get hurt, so I can't play in it. Uh, but I still went up uh, there because, you know, I'm from Indiana originally. Uh, so I wanted to support the Indiana club. Uh, uh, my girlfriend played on it. She said, great ice. She said, uh, very tech- technologically um, uh, inter- you know, uh, interconnected with everything. Uh, she liked the club. Uh, hopefully we can get back to that one. Uh, when I'm healthy and can play. 
Sure thing. Well, we're hoping for 32 on our shirt sleeve here. That's what. Oh, yeah. That's, that's general our, our goal. No, no. Do you do 32 as a elimination bracket, or you do pools, or how do you do that? We we rotate it's, back and forth. Kind it's of bracketed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, we do. Yeah. What we usually do though is, um, we do two brackets. So we have like gotcha. a locals bracket, you know, because we know all these teams, and we're like, okay, if they're a local like social league team, we put them in the lower bracket, and then if they're a competitive local team, we put them with the all the out of towners in the upper bracket. You know, gotcha. um, you, it's mostly for the benefit of like our out of towners, right? Like you come, you don't necessarily want to play the schlubs from Monday you, league, like. Shake. Yeah, you know, because you're shaking in three ends, games, right? Yeah. You know, um, so that's that's why we do it, and and it works out real well. And then there's consolation brackets in there too. Yeah. You know? okay. um, so. Yeah. Well, I know, like our. Yeah, we just the Denver one this mile high. It's always pool play, which I enjoy because it's kind of set times. You know, when you're playing. Uh, but there's also yeah. How do you balance the pools? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and for us, guessing. we we just have the benefit of knowing most of the teams, then just assuming yeah. the out of towners. Um, one thing I I will say is a proud Minot tradition is that if you win your game Friday night um, or Saturday on the late one, you don't curl the early draw. So you know we know we know the bracket. Like depending on how you place, you'll have your game. But like if you lose Friday night, you're curling the early yeah. draw. So uh, you better try. You better hard. try hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we noticed that. We noticed that with Denver, the D bracket after the pool play played at nine thirty at night, and if you won, you had to play the eight a.m. Uh, next ooh, day. Winners, oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, you got to oh, talk to yeah, the guy that did that bracket. But, but yeah, you shouldn't have felt well. Shouldn't have fell into the D pool. That's <laughs> true too. Better that's than that, right? Yeah, that's, that's how I think usually. Yeah, wow. better. Yeah. Yeah. But a and but it also meant a and B brackets who finished first and second in their pool, uh, their semifinal. Uh, was the 1030 and those winners had to play immediately after for their championship. But there's the benefit of being later in the day. Yeah. Well, if you're on the same sheet, I'll take it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just go to the bathroom, get back out there, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it's, yeah, it's uh, cool to hear about your, your career and what got you to curling. <laughs> Um, do you have any fond memories of that first 98 Olympics you watched? Because that was Pete Fenson's year. Was not. Wasn't it? No, Pete Fenson, Fenson was 06. Oh, well, he did too. He was 02 and uh, yeah. 06. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'll tell you this about 02. I remember watching curling. I did not get CNBC on my cable package, but it came in really fuzzy on my TV <laughs> in, uh, in my apartment, college apartment. So I watched a lot of those games squinting trying to figure out where the rocks were <laughs> i just pictured to the salt and pepper yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, now the 98 olympics they only showed um the men's gold medal game uh from what i remember and uh, i was enlisted in the barracks and that's all you could watch at the time if i remember right i don't think any other event was going on and all my friends and I, of course, we were just in the barracks watching it and uh, trying to figure out the rules. And I was like, oh, man, I need to learn this is what I remember. And everyone was like, why are you going to learn this? It's like you're never going to get a chance to play it. Uh, because we were looking around in San Diego at the time. Let's see if there was a club there. And it's like, no, no. I don't know where you have to go. Oh, uh, got to go to Wisconsin or Minnesota. Uh, now that we've got a lot more going on, uh, I... 
yeah, I can't say like all fond memories or anything, but I, I do remember watching all the curling everywhere I was at. Uh, in, in 06, I was um, in the right at the tail end of being commissioned. I was at OCS. Uh, and I don't think it was the bronze medal game, but I know we watched a U.S. curling game. And the same thing, everyone's watching has no clue. I'm the one having to explain the rules, why you can't hit guards out. Right. It <laughs> makes it hard to actually follow the game because you're explaining it to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, but, <laughs> but, the interesting thing to me was in 2010 in Afghanistan, uh, I was in a NATO unit that had a, a lot of Canadians. Well, I say a lot, like four or five Canadians that, that are mixed in with us. And none of them had ever curled. Really? Every and now and then. Only one of, yeah, and only one of them even um, could follow the game knowing the rules. And it was the two of us, uh, a friend of mine just recorded and send, sent me the, uh, the burnt disc uh, so I could watch it. And I'd watch a game in our office. And, I'm, and the two of us are explaining the rules. And, of course, everyone has a better strategy watching it on TV or in the stands than the people playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, 100% of games. Oh, that's where the wizards are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we, and so they're all asking us why they didn't do certain things when we were trying to explain why they probably didn't. It's like, well, we don't know why exactly, but this is probably why. And before you know it, the game's over and everyone thinks they've got it down exactly what, you know, at least strategy-wise. They're the next and we put, Martin. Yeah, then, then we put on the next game and it's completely, you know, someone else has a completely different idea of what they want to do. <laughs> it's like, well, that last guy didn't do this. It's like, well, yeah, he didn't because... Not everyone's going to try to keep a clean house every time. So speaking of um, armchair quarterbacking, these did you did you watch the Scotties at all this year? Oh, of course. Any uh, any key takeaways from that one? Any any fond memories of watching that? Any any opinions on what should have happened? Uh, she should have made her last shot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what it came down <laughs> that's to. Pretty much it. <laughs> I, I, I really do, I really don't like it when games are want to miss shots especially at that level you want to see make shots and it, and it was pretty close let's yeah let's be honest none of us are probably making it even that oh hell no, no. <laughs> yeah uh, it is kind of oh sorry go ahead oh, i was gonna say and even in the one two um page playoff i think the skiffs missed their last three shots each of them or last well last three shots in that um end if i remember right well, it's, uh, I was going to say, I think when, when Holman and Jones played in the in their, their playoff game, so you got the bye right to the, to the final, I think it was the coach that talked her out. She wanted to play yeah. the run back, and he said, no, nah, I'll play the freeze. Yeah. She wasn't comfortable with that shot. <laughs> yeah. Throw the one you want to throw. Well, like, Yeah. Well, I mean, years ago, it, it, I don't remember if it was Olympic um, tournaments, get into the Olympics, or it was European, but it, I know it was the, the, the Danish lady. Um, uh, Madeline Dupont. The coach came out, told her not to do this weird off ours, off theirs, off ours, off theirs, and ours. It was like four rocks. And, and you see her really saying, I want to throw that shot. And he's like, No, no, don't throw that shot. She throws the shot, makes it. They win the game. But of course, the coach is incred- looks incredulous on the bench. <laughs> right. But and to me, it's, I, I agree. It's like, let, let, it's like give them advice, but. If they're conf- more confident in a different shot, they need to take that shot. And so you second-guess yourself. You, you, you're thinking too much at that point. You just throw the one you're comfortable exactly. with. And, 
it was an interesting stat after that one. I mean, the way that 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 Ontario's team plays the game so defensively. I mean, every game mm-hmm. kind of looks close at the end because they're taking they're they're not winning by huge margins. Oftentimes, yeah. they're not letting the other team score. But in that last game, they clearly had control of that game, even if the score didn't perfectly reflect it. And of course, we're watching the Scotties while we're at um, the bond spiel. Oh, sure. So, of course, we come on the ice thinking, oh, well, no, we got to remember what our ability level is. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it was it, oh, it was Friday night. Uh, the, the way this bond spiel worked out in the pool play, we only played one Thursday, one Friday. Um, then we played... Uh, most Tuesday place two Saturday and on the Friday night uh, they kept drawing they drew behind these uh, center guard and there's another rock off to the right a bit and left about a rock and a half wide port and our skip calls it uh, it's not for me this was actually for my girlfriend and another lady that I think this was her second bond spiel um it calls it for her, well, the one that's only been you know, playing her second bond spiel. It calls it for her, and even after the game, he said, "Well, I figured we'd get, we'd at least open it up, hit one of the guards." Well, she makes it. The other team calls it to draw around again, like hopefully get a little more buried. Well, no, it's not buried; it's still sticking out. Our skip calls the same thing through the port. Now my girlfriend takes it, and she makes it. And after the game, when we were talking to their skip, he's like, I cannot believe you guys got through that twice. And I was like, we, we couldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> With two different curlers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, great. And then um, on our Saturday game, uh, we had a bunch of rocks in the house. And I thought, I thought he was, the, the other team was calling to freeze. And he told him this after the game, no, I was calling to, um, that's a guard. This was on his first rock. Because he thought he'll guard that and draw and freeze on the second. That way uh, we won't be able to get to him. Because uh, he said if he froze the first rock, we'd just be able to hit both his and ours out. And then he's just open again. Well, he closes off probably, yeah, good. You know, maybe gives us only like a rock to rock at most port. And now our skip has the same thing. And he said the same thing again. It's like, oh, I'll go through there. But yeah, nothing else opens up. He gets through and hits their rock out of play. I was like, yeah, you know, I, uh, I told our skip, I, I think you're watching too much of the Scotties. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but we made all three of them. I was like, yeah, we did. So yeah, the, good, good for us. Now we feel like we're, we're actual curlers for a day. I was going to say the toughest part about those shots is like playing it off. Like you knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the one he called. You didn't expect it to, but then you got to stay cool after like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, kind of asked. I mean, we'll go oh, ahead. If you oh, no, I was just going to say, like, just kind of looking forward. Um, obviously, you've been been around the game. You've known the game for a while. Do you have any future plans? Do you ever think about like going up to a real competitive style of playing, looking at arena oh, nationals, no. or no, no, just just bond well, well, this goes back to another. Well, here, no, the arena national. You, you bring this up. This actually brings up all the way all the way back to us leaving USA curling. Um. Even in arenas, you need to form a team with all four of your members being from the same club. Oh, I, I brought this up. Well, and I brought this up. Uh, mixed Wars, only two of your members of your team even have to be in the same region. 
So for small clubs like us, it would really be helpful if you can be, if, you, if people want to do com- anything competitive level, uh, if there was a kind of like the Canadian import rule, I, I, don't, I don't know how exactly it would work, um, uh, but even just allowing one person from outside your club, but inside your region, um, allowing arenas to just form teams from wherever. Um, I, I don't know if yeah, region-based or however. Uh, there's got to be a way to allow for that for individuals at smaller clubs to get involved uh, in, in competitive ways. Because right now, I'll just now if we try to put an arena men's club to, uh, or team together, uh, we we might be able to do that. We probably um, uh, be able to get a handful of people. But our women uh, right now, I think we have ten women in our club, uh, and this has actually been our biggest year for that. Uh, how many of them want to play competitively? I I don't know, but I know um, one season we were in, we had a woman asked to play for a Denver club. And we were trying to figure that out, how they would be able to participate. And they were going to join at first. They thought they just joined Denver. Uh, but then the league playing part of that rule, uh, we were trying to find out if there was a weekend league that they could sign up, pay for, yeah, and just show up for one game. And now you're a league player. Uh, and it's something that I know a lot of people that – I've only seen Curly in the Twin Cities don't think about because there's so many clubs up there. And so, okay, the, I want to play and, and make a run at club nationals. I'll pull all these people that I know. We work together well. Well, we're from different clubs, so next season we just joined this one club. Here, the next USA Curling club is Denver or Coyotes. So you're not really going to do that. And I do know someone that flies once a week from Texas to Nashville to play an elite there, but yeah, almost no one's going to do that. Yeah. I feel like there's more than just, <laughs> there's, there's some extra means aside from curling ability. Yeah. To do that. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Um, okay, James here. Uh, uh, we got a question that uh, we try to hit everybody uh, up with here uh, as we're wrapping up. Um, so it is, what is your most memorable curling moment? Um, bonus points if it is an embarrassing one. Um, you know, wouldn't when, when you think curling, you know, oh. if you just had one memory that you, you had to hold on to, uh, <laughs> what would it be, right? All right. Well, yeah, no, my most memorable is not an embarrassing one, but I'll tell you an embarrassing one is stepping on the ice. Uh, at the Southern California Curling Center and breaking my arm. Ooh, not, not even, not, not even throwing. Just fell down. Yeah, that was that was a little, especially since I had been playing at that point for what six, seven years. So, can you give like, me I should, I should, a little bit of context here? Uh, did you forget that your gripper was off, or was it just no, my that slick? Was, or? My gripper was on. I and I think when I stepped on the ice, it caught something and came off. That's what I think happened because mm. I know it was on. Uh, then I, well, and I played, I didn't learn to skate until I was 40 years old. And I remember the very first lesson skating, they said, never put your arms out when you fall down. Yep. Guess what I did? Oh, yeah. It's instinctual. It's, yep. You know? Yeah. And that's why, you know, I broke my arm there. So, yeah. So then I'm just on the ice. And the first thing I thought is, like, oh, this feels really bad. 
was like, well, you should put ice on it. I was like, well, I'm, st- I'm sitting Got on that ice. covered. Just yeah. so you just stay there. So I just rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It probably, probably was not great for the ice, but yeah, that's that's what I did. I cracked um, my head but, last year and fetal positioned it for a little oh, while. Geez. You know, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, the most memorable one I, I know was uh, uh, the first lupus spiel I played in. Uh, they give you mulligans. Um, you can pay to take your shot over. And you can also, um, once a game, pay to make someone else take their shot over on the other team. So I made this great wraparound draw right to the button. And the other team just looked at me. He's like, no, you're going to do that again. So I'm like, oh, sure. I did it, you know, I did it again. And this time it looked perfect, except for maybe, I don't know, an eighth of it is showing. So I'm thinking I'm doing great. Yeah, they picked it out. <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least you can repeat it. I uh, tied a game this Wednesday uh, with a through a port button draw, perfect shot to tie the game, and uh, in the skips draw, I didn't even make the house, man. I didn't hog it, but, uh, you know, you think I would have had the weight down a little better. But. Yeah, no, it's not. It's sneaky on you. Know, you think you knew exactly what you were doing, and no. Yeah. A, little, a little too far outside. You just hit the frost path. That's all. That's what it was. Well, so that's what I took the other side because I was playing on sheet five with the hill, and I did it over the hill, and I was like, I, I don't want to do the hill again. So I took the other handle and oh, just throw the same shot again. I know, I know, I know. But the hill's so goofy. Oh boy, I know. Well, it was a rookie move. We'll talk to you about this later. I know, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, oh, yeah. thank you. Great, great talking to you and hearing about your club and, and what you've done with Curlin through uh, through your career and what got you into it. It's I was telling the guys before we started. It, it just tickles me. Like what we did with the podcast this season has been a lot better than what we did last season. It's it's been a lot of fun to hear about uh, everybody's stories and everything like that. Yeah, so, and and I know I've told you this before, James, but like kudos, man. Hats off to you for for getting that club going and uh, keeping it going. You know, especially through like COVID. You know, tough years yeah. in there, and uh, I just can't speak highly enough of the the effort and and the, what you've done down south there. So, oh yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, but hopefully we'll keep growing here. It looks like this year we added a lot more people. So Yeah, and enjoy your break. You know, I, I hope you, you come back to the club because it, it seems like you get things done. But, uh, yeah, enjoy your break, well, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still curl there. I just, yeah, I'm trying not to do as much behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, we get that. Yep. yep. All right, well, let you go here, and we'll wrap her up and get home to our wives. So it's yeah, been fun. Maybe see you at a bond spill down the road someday. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only I've been to Fargo's club. I've just never played in a spiel there. So yeah, maybe up there, or maybe even might not one of these days. We're a lot of fun. I'll say that. Yeah, we're a blast. We'll yep. see you at shirt sleeve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Yep. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay, bye. So boys. Last one before the briar. Yeah, last one for the briar. We got our call bells. I got to say, we should probably wrap this up quick because uh, the reason I stepped out for a little while there is some Eastern European truck driver has a semi outside our club right now, and he's trying to drop off 4,000 pounds of sheet metal because this bill of lading in my hands has our address on it, and I know absolutely nothing about why that's coming to our club. So he is unloading as we speak. I told him, put it on the sidewalk because you're not getting it in the door, and I'm not dealing with it right now all right so, so it's going right next to your truck uh, not behind us right no not behind you i said get it as close to that railing as you can and away so 
We should go check on him. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should probably that. check uh, on this one. Thank uh, you everybody for listening. This has been 15A. I'm Nolan. We have Clay and Wes. Bye.